Welcome to the Better Wealth Podcast, Enlightened Discipline. I'm Matt Halloran. I will be your host for this podcast, and I'm joined as always by Scott Stauffer, an experienced financial advisor who is a designated CFP or Certified Financial Planner and the managing partner of Better Wealth. This podcast is brought to you by Better Wealth, located in California, Silicon Valley, serving individual investors and companies from around the world. Good afternoon, Scott. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, fantastic, Matt. Thank you. Good. Well, well, you are going to cover something today that is very near and dear to my heart. And I think as our listeners hear it, it's going to be very near to their heart. And today we're really going to be talking about balance. So let's just take it away and tell me what balance means to you. Sure. You know, Matt, we've been talking about the uh, going through the, the 10 rules of better wealth. Um, just to set the context, the first rule was really to understand what you can't control or conversely what you can control. The second rule was, you know, understand your goals, write them down. Very powerful. The third rule was start saving towards your goals. And we talked about the top five ways to start saving. And, and once you start saving, you want to start figuring out well, how should I invest uh, these dollars, this money that I want to save? How is it, how am I going to make sure that I, I reach my goals with it? And so I, I say, you know, you got to find your balance. Um, so that fourth rule that we're talking about today is find your balance. And, and what we mean by that is essentially how much should you invest in stocks and, and how much should you invest in bonds? It's, you know, I'll tell you, Matt, it's, it's easy to get way too technical uh, and we don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those areas where you know we're going to talk about it today. But I also think there's a lot of benefit to working with a professional coach. What we've talked about a personal trainer model of sorts, where that financial advisor can really add value in helping you think about what your balance in stocks and bonds should be. Um, but in the meantime, you know what we want to talk about today is there's so many choices, so many products out there that we could think about uh, you know, finding uh, for the investments that we have in stocks or bonds, so many costs and really so many pitfalls. Um, so what I've done is sort of put together what I think are three little simple rules that can help. I was listening to a podcast with my wife and she was talking about um, an author who recently put together a, a book uh, about simple rules. And so you know, what I've done is put together what I think three simple rules are that can help you um, as an individual investor think about the balance that you should have in in stocks versus bonds. You are definitely getting into some technical heady stuff, but one of the nice things about working with you for the time that I have is I think you have a genuine skill in helping people understand very complex, uh, you know, very technical things and and putting it in in a context for somebody to easily understand. And you already did it. I want to highlight this because I really liked it. You're talking about being a personal trainer. We're talking about finding your balance, right? A personal trainer should make it so that you're not lifting too much weight or you're not lifting weight on the wrong side or you're doing the wrong exercises. Well, Scott, you really do that for your clients too, don't you? We do, you know, and and it can get very technical and that's what our professional expertise is. But in terms of, you know, and I talk about this with clients, um, in terms of what they need to think about, um, the first rule that we talk about when we're talking about finding your balance is, don't let trouble in the door. And, uh, you know, that's, the, that's, that's what it means. When you're thinking about your portfolio, um, 
just because something looks good doesn't mean that it is good for you. Uh, there are tons of marketing media stories, newspaper magazines always talking about you need to have commodities, you should buy gold, silver, uh, options trading, uh, private equity, all these things that go on and on and on. And uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of smart people out there who could convince you that you need these investments or these asset you know, classes in your portfolio. And Matt, you don't. You don't need them. In, in the beginning, it's better to just stick to the basics and tilt your portfolio to the areas of risk that, that really reward long-term investors. So we can really, in the long term, avoid a lot of trouble if you don't get into the idea that you need to do what your neighbor's doing, that you need to follow the Joneses, as the story goes. Um, just don't let trouble in the door. And, and sometimes that means just sticking to um, things that are simple, that you can understand in terms of the investments. And um, it, it means having an allocation of stocks and bonds and not really worrying about, oh, are you missing something else that should be out there? Um, you know, the second simple rule that we have is when we're building that, that balance that we have is plan for bad weather. We know there's always going to be good markets and bad markets. That's how our economy works. We're going through cycles of expansion and contraction. We don't know when the bad weather is coming, but we do know that having bonds in your portfolio can help you weather the storm. So you can't just build a, a portfolio of a hundred percent stocks. You know, um, it might be a little conservative, but even in my kids' situation where they're young and we're saving for college for them, and they might have fifteen years, you know, I still had a little bit of a bond allocation, maybe ten percent, um, just to help them weather those storms that were coming. Uh, if you're obviously planning for retirement or some of the other goals that we've talked about earlier, you know, you might want to think about fifty-fifty. Uh, allocation or even 65 35 stocks to bonds but you don't want to get into a situation where you don't have a plan for bad weather that's coming you know when I go out to dinner um, you want to have a well-balanced meal um, it would be fantastic if all I did was have dessert um, but you don't have to have dessert and so lots of times I tell clients that these other investment things that you're hearing people talk about um, it might be a, a a meal that's heavy on the desserts, and and you don't need that. You can have a nice, well balanced meal and never have dessert. Um, the dessert carries a lot of risk, and mm. so sometimes that dessert may not be something that's that's well proven in the markets. And again, um, we don't need to make this more complicated than it already is. Mm -hmm. And so you know, just sticking to a pretty simple diet of having a broad diversified portfolio of stocks and bonds is really going to be the best thing. Now I know there's a lot more technical information we can get into and 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 we generally do that. There's a lot more information on my website about this where you can can learn what we mean by stocks and what we mean by bonds and 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 how to allocate within those those two areas. Um, but for this podcast, I think it's great just to remember that, you know, we don't want to let trouble in the door from the first step. That's the best thing to do. And so when you start hearing about different opportunities, be it gold, be it options, be it mining stocks or other kinds of things, there's a, uh, those are things that you just don't need to, to worry about in the beginning of your portfolio. Do you also bring people back and help them recenter uh, with, their, with their goals in the plan? 
Yeah, absolutely. Because you're you're going to have a different investment strategy for something that is you know seven to ten years out, or something that might be twenty to thirty years out. You know, and and another thing that we talk about lots of times is the idea with your investments is to make sure your investments outlive you, not you outlive your investments. Um, and and so with that, when we are trying to find our balance, you know, we we come back to that first rule: don't let trouble in the door. Uh, the second rule we come back to is is plan for bad weather, and then the the third rule that we come to is remember you're in it for the long run, and that's what we're talking about here. You know, when it when it comes to investing, time is your friend, and so you can deal with some of the ups and downs that you might experience in the short term, because the market has really proven that in the long run stocks are going to outperform bonds, and and it's not. Timing the market that matters most, but it's it's time in the market that matters, and so just trying to have um, investors and, and clients focus on don't let trouble in the door, plan for bad weather, and remember you're in it for the long run can help you find the balance that you need in terms of your portfolio. I love it when advisors are able to very clearly and succinctly communicate, um, you know, how to stay focused because there is so much noise out there that staying focused and making sure that you are balanced uh, really does make an enormous amount of sense. Yeah, and I think what helps too is, is getting uh, people to tell stories. Um, so, you know, I try to ask a lot of questions and, and get clients to tell me stories about their experiences, their family experiences with money, with investing, with businesses that they've worked for, um, businesses that, that, have, that they frequent, that they go to. It, it's really having people begin to understand what's their relationship, what what do they feel in their stomach um, when they're thinking about their goals and their investments and how much risk they're willing to take. So many times I think, you know, we go online and we work with um, an advisor that might just have a questionnaire and, and they go through and they do the questionnaire and then they, they fill it out and they say, okay, this is what your allocation is going to be. And, and finding your balance, you know, sticking to those three rules is also about understanding some of the trade-offs. Um, so we tend to focus a lot on education with our clients, going back through history a little bit and looking at what stocks have done in different periods, what bonds have done in different periods, uh, knowing their time frame, you know, really is, is more than just a questionnaire that says, in this situation, what have you done? Or in this situation, what would you do? Those things are important and they're definitely part of the, the puzzle piece that we, we try to work on with clients. Um, but I think getting people to tell stories about their experiences, what they've learned from their mom and dad or what they didn't learn or what they saw an uncle or an aunt do, um, so many great stories. There's a lot of evidence, uh, as a quick side note, that points to women are better investors than men. And so uh, lots of times I'll ask questions, uh, uh, tell me about the women in your family and, and what's been their experience with investing. And, and we get some really good stories there too. Well, and that's the difference between working with a human advisor and a robo-advisor because a robo-advisor can't hear stories. No, they can't. And, and you know, sometimes people will, will come to me and, and sort of say, well, um, you know, I, you're working and helping manage my investments, but I've got this 401k at work and, and what should I do there? Should I have the same balance? Should I have the same allocation? Should What funds should I do? And, and um, you know, sometimes we'll, or I guess most of the time, we help clients think through that as well. Sometimes I'll even get people to, you know, ask me, 
what about some of the investments that that do it all for me? Should I invest in them? And what they're really talking about there are sort of the life strategy or the target date funds. And and sometimes in the financial press or with advisors, they they get a bad rap. Um, they feel like that's the job that advisors should be doing. And and I do, um, you know, I, I do think they serve a role. Um, you know, my wife and I try to work out and it's really hard in the schedule with kids and everything to get that done. And so, uh, about six months ago, she found this app and it was the seven minute workout. So we downloaded it and in days when we really couldn't get the workout done in the morning, it was bedtime and, and her motto was, you know, the seven minute workout is better than nothing. So let's do it and and know that it might not be the 30-minute or 60-minute workout that we wanted, but it's it's better than nothing. So sometimes I look at the life strategy or the target date funds and and I might say, well, it's better than nothing, you know, so so go ahead and do that. You still need to figure out which life strategy or target date fund is best for you. And again, that's finding your balance. Um, but it's, it's better than nothing, you know. You don't want to leave that money in cash forever and ever in that account. Um, so you, you got to do something. How do you stay balanced? I mean, you are a busy person and you do have children and you do want to make sure that you're still living in a, in a truly exceptional life. But but leading by example is a magnificent way to uh, to really not only live your business, but run a successful business. So how, how do you do that? Yeah, that's a great question. And and I try to practice the same things I tell my clients to. So, you know, we, we max out our retirement plan, uh, plan. Excuse me. So I I try to tell clients that, that I do the same things I, I tell them to do. We, we max out the contributions to our available retirement plans. Um, you know, we, we allocate to a balance that fits. Believe it or not, even though I'm in this business, uh, I tend to be pretty conservative. So my allocation that I use is 65, 35, 65% in stocks and 35% in bonds. And, and I have a, a hard, fast rebalance rule. Um, now, rebalancing can get pretty technical out there. Um, so I, I want to, there's a lot of academic research um, that's very good on how to rebalance. But I think in some ways for clients, what we talk about is um, we talk about this thing that we've heard with a lot of climbing stories. And, and I've, I heard about it a long time ago, and it was the 2 p.m. rule for climbing Mount Everest. In other words, when you're climbing Mount Everest, um, one of the, the rules is that if you don't reach a certain point by 2 p.m., you have to turn around. Whether you reach whether you can reach the summit or not, no matter how much money you've spent, uh, you know people sometimes spend a hundred thousand dollars or more trying to get to the the top of Mount Everest, and for whatever reasons, if it's two p.m. and they're not at this certain point, then they need to turn back. And when they don't, more often than not, it it ends in somebody dying. So we try to have that same rule about rebalancing. You need to have a rebalance rule for your portfolio and stick to it no matter what. So that research and, and academic evidence really does say that, you know, if you do it one to two times a year, it, it can get a little bit more technical on how you do that. And, and that's what we do behind the scenes. But generally speaking, if you do it one to two times a year, you're going to stay on track to your goals. So how do I stay balanced? It, it's by picking the 65-35 that works for me. And then just once to twice a year, you know, we go in and we rebalance the portfolio to make that work. That's it for today's Better Wealth Podcast. I'm Matt Halloran for Scott Stoffer. Please make sure to follow us at Better Wealth, and when you're ready to have an advisor who is focused on doing what works better for your success, Scott and his team are available to chat in person, on the phone, or in a video conference. Have a wonderful day.